Essays into the Lively Lexicon, Laughter, by Steve Bostrom. When I first joined Kiwanis, I asked what the name meant. Everyone agreed, it's an American Indian term. The official Kiwanis site says it means, we make ourselves known. Kiwanis makes a noticeable difference through community service, particularly to children. Great. But what about Cinewick? the other new word I heard. I was told, that's Kiwanis backwards. It's our time for a joke, for laughter. But a first-time visitor might wonder, Cinewick comes right after a patriotic song, the Pledge of Allegiance and Prayer. Does Cinewick belong there? Good question. When I turned 50, I bought Cotton Mathers, 1663 to 1728, Diary of his 50th year. Graduated from Harvard at 15, was the lead pastor of Old North Church by 22, and wrote over 400 books. In his diary, he condemned laughter because it was often cruel. He then justified his position by saying that the Bible never depicts Jesus as laughing. What do you think? Where do we look to respond to Mather? When we turn to our word laughter, we find it is from an old English word dating from the late 14th century. The word is halehahan. Along with that old word are listed another 10 ancient words that seek to imitate the sound of laughter. But we need more than imitation to answer Mather's concern. He might say we were simply imitating fools. And we might reply that Our languages show what we value. Patrick Madden writes this in Quotidiana. Supposedly, the Eskimo language includes hundreds of words for different kinds of snow. We invent words for things we need to talk about. I consider it a good sign that we have so many words for laughter. A partial list of synonyms for laughter, cackle, chuckle, chortle, giggle, Guffaw, snicker, snigger, titter, twitter. And if our languages show what we value, we ask, but our values true. So can history help us? When we look at history, first let's not be biased about Puritans. If they could, they dressed in velvet. It was the Quakers who dressed in black and Joy is the characteristic word of Puritan writings. Joy? Why joy? Let's get further back. What about Jesus and humor? It is true that he was a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. But Jesus also partied. For his first miracle, he turned lots of water into lots of great wine. Jesus told humorous parables. But what about the abuses Mather worried about? Certainly, Jesus emphatically warns us against speaking words of contempt to our neighbor, even words spoken in humor. But did Jesus go through life on earth without laughing? No. How can we be sure? Consider the even more foundational question. Does God enjoy life or is he a killjoy? God has revealed himself truly in Scripture. 
Although we, like Mather, can be blind, here is where we scratch our heads regarding Mather. God could not be clearer about his sense of humor. Wisdom, in Proverbs 8.30, says, I was constantly at God's side. I was filled with delight day after day, rejoicing. It's the Hebrew word sahak, always in his presence. Rejoicing, sahak again, in his whole world and delighting in mankind. Note, Proverbs uses rejoicing twice, and the Hebrews repeated what they thought was important. How significant is a good guffaw? Rejoicing, the Hebrew sahak, is related to the Hebrew name Isaac. God came to Abraham at a hundred, and Sarah at ninety, and told them, in a sense, they were going to have to come out of retirement. They were going to have a son. And God told them to name him Isaac. It's not too far of a stretch to say his name means joke or belly laugh. The contrast between normal life and this child were too great. People were dumbstruck. In effect, God was saying, giving you two a child now is a big clue to the sense of humor I have. I want you and others to remember that. Give him the name Isaac. Genesis 21.6, Sarah said, God has brought me laughter, Sahak, and everyone who hears about this will laugh, Sahak, with me, and everyone included God. What better than the deep joy of laughter to describe the overwhelming emotion we feel at the safe delivery of a child? What better to describe the profound emotion we feel at the adoption of a child? Now, Christian, imagine God feeling that kind of joy for you when you are adopted into his family. And our joy is just the beginning of his. Did Mather miss Hebrews 12 too? Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him, endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. What was that joy? Rescuing us and bringing us home to God. If joy characterized the improbability of a hundred-year-old father and a ninety-year-old mother having a baby, how much more joy is there for the astonishing impossibility of a holy God finding a way to bring sinners like us home? What can we say? Grace happens. One response to God and his grace is sahak, joy, laughter, playing, making merry, celebrating, like Cinewick. Better to Cinewick and beyond. Let's pile up the evidence. We bring glory to God by enjoying him. Proverbs 17.22, a cheerful heart is good medicine. George MacDonald wrote, It is the heart that is not yet sure of its God that is afraid to laugh in his presence. Zephaniah 3.17, The Lord your God is with you. He is mighty to save. He will take great delight in you. He will quiet you with his love. He will rejoice 
Sahak over you with singing. Return the favor. Laugh along with God. Let's have a good guffaw. Sucking out some of the marrow nourishment from the bone words with you, I am Steve Bostrom. Thank you.